You're listening to the Royal Flying Doctor Service podcast for the Queensland section. This episode is brought to you by the Small Talk Big Difference campaign. Hello and welcome to the Small Talk Big Difference podcast. I'm Dr Tim Driscoll, Manager for the Outback Mental Health Team for the Royal Flying Doctor Service Queensland section. Today, I'll be reflecting on a recent conversation I had with Eddie Cowie, an SES local controller from Rockhampton who has spent over 30 years working in Queensland's emergency services. If you hadn't heard the conversation with Eddie, please check it out now before continuing on the Small Talk Big Difference website. That's at smalltalkbigdifference.com.au. Eddie had some incredibly valuable experience to share with us. He had been through a significant natural disaster in the fires at Yapoon, and this had wreaked havoc upon his lychee property and also surrounding properties, including his father's. Eddie lost everything on his farm during that disaster and is still on the long road to recovery. The financial impacts were significant. The description of Eddie's experience was powerful in terms of illustrating the impact of natural disasters. In this example, fire, its uncontrollable nature and the overwhelming impact it can have on people experiencing natural disaster. But also he pointed out that this was not an isolated incident. Eddie had also dealt with a cyclone and prolonged drought. The impacts of these are additive. Over time, these have individual impacts, but together they also have a combined impact, or as Eddie said, a compounding impact. As have the impacts directly after a natural disaster, the financial impacts, the emotional impacts, all compounding on one another, and also the pressure of where to start with a rebuild and the overwhelming sense when everything has been destroyed by a disaster. Eddie's experience of seeking support after a disaster was also very valuable. He talked about that cup of tea with a mate as the first point, and if he hadn't had this, he probably wouldn't have gone on to get that further support with specialist advice on how to cope with these difficult situations. Those regular conversations he had were essential to the ongoing recovery effort. As was the practical support, for example, how to access Category C disaster recovery funding was just as essential. Practical support is so valuable in the aftermath of a disaster. He also talked about the importance of knowledge and some of that education he had achieved quite recently with his Bachelor of Emergency Management with a focus on crisis and disaster management and how he was able to put some of these learnings into direct implementation in his life. Throughout the conversation, it was very clear the value of talking as a means of moving towards a recovery after disaster. Whether that's talking to a mate, family, friends and colleagues, or getting specific expert advice from a mental health clinician, this can be so valuable to increasing the speed of recovery. As Eddie said, you don't know what you don't know until you know it. And this is very true with specific strategies that have been proven to work in assisting us to recover after natural disaster. And Eddie illustrated this point so well. With grounding exercises, for example, as one of those techniques that was valuable in moving forward after disaster. And really does emphasise the importance of mental health support as a part of a resilient response following natural disaster. While it is not always required, If things aren't getting back on track, it's really important that we do take the necessary steps 
to get our mental health as well as our physical health back on track after it's been knocked by a natural disaster. Now, a lot of this support does come from our family, friends and colleagues, but sometimes expert professional advice is required. And when this is required, it's important that people are able to make that step of making the phone call, of making the appointment and going to see someone to discuss ways of dealing with these challenges. Often it's the conversation with a mate that starts this process, as was Eddie's experience. It emphasises the importance of looking out for one another and having some knowledge about how to support those around us and each other when we do go through these experiences of natural disaster. It's often other people that first notice that we may be impacted more than we realise by disaster. And keeping in contact, staying connected is so essential to this process of recovery and healing post a disaster. Building the skills to support one another and support ourselves through these difficult and challenging circumstances is essential to resilient people and communities. Those regular conversations that Eddie spoke about were so key to him being able to continue to push through what is a significant challenge and a long-term challenge. The impact of natural disaster goes on for years and this needs to be recognised and we also need to recognise that we require the support of those around us and sometimes professionals to help us push through these long-term challenges. It is my hope that conversations like this one with Eddie can assist us to continue to move towards seeing support and mental health support as part of a resilient response to natural disaster. Thank you for tuning in today. As always, if you're interested in finding out more about recovery after a natural disaster and about some of those specific strategies that can help you and your loved ones, check out the website smalltalkbigdifference.com.au. You've been listening to the Royal Flying Doctor Service podcast for the Queensland section. The Small Talk Big Difference campaign is proudly funded by the Commonwealth and Queensland governments through the disaster recovery funding arrangements. If you would like to know more, you can go to the campaign website, smalltalkbigdifference.com.au. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, keep in touch by subscribing.